You guys aren't using that desert, are you? Don't get me wrong, son. You're great. Were it not for your solar rays, we'd all be pretty screwed. I mean, actually, we all wouldn't exist. Semantics. That said, I'm just not that into you. In moderation, sure, you're swell. I'm digging the vitamin D. It's delish. But prolonged exposure? Not my scene. I'm not the outdoorsy type. Especially this time of year when you're all up in my face like 14 hours a day. No, wait, please, don't go. It's just that I... No, seriously, don't go. Life as we know it will cease to exist. Wait, here, let me introduce you to my friend. Sun, meet solar panels. Solar panels, meet sun. I think you two are really going to hit it off. You won't be able to get enough of each other. You can talk about photovoltaics and the heat death of the universe. Say, son, tell solar panels about that transit of Venus thing you pulled off a few weeks back. That was pretty badass. You see, the sun and Venus... Uh, no, sorry, go ahead, you tell it better. I'll be over here while you two get to know each other. Whew, that was a close one. Almost pissed off the sun. Poor form, Rafferty. It's true, though. Me and sunlight aren't BFFs. Solar panels, though. Solar panels I can get behind. I remember the first time I encountered a solar cell. It was in math class when we were learning how to use calculators. What is this sorcery? It's a calculator, Pat. And take off that fake wizard beard. I had no problem with the calculator. It was little solar cells that were blowing my mind. Cover solar cells up with thumb, calculator goes off. Remove thumb, calculator turns back on. Amazors. Similar to my fascination with mills, solar panels struck me as a no-brainer. They generated power from nothing. Sorcery indeed. Solar energy got its start in 1839 when this French dude, French kid really, Edmund Becquerel, was goofing around in his dad's lab. Ed was screwing around with some silver chloride and platinum electrodes, as 19-year-olds are wont to do. And when he submerged the AgCl in an acidic solution and shined light on it, the whole thing generated an electric current. Kids, they do the darndest things. Side note, Ed also invented the photophone. Which sounds like a really shitty video phone, but is actually a regular phone, only it transmits voice via a beam of light instead of by wire. Badass, no? Please keep out of direct sunlight. Side side note, Ed also kind of invented color photography in 1848 when he was screwing around with some of his dad's other chemicals. No big deal. Unfortunately, he never figured out how to stabilize the photos in daylight so they could only be viewed in total darkness. So basically, he didn't invent color photography. Please keep out of direct sunlight. One ocean over and a few decades later, in 1883, American inventor Charles Fritz came up with what is considered the first solar cell. Sure, it was only 1% efficient, but hey, baby steps. A solar panel's efficiency is measured by what percentage of electrical energy the panel produces in relation to the total amount of energy outputted by the sun. So 1% is not great. Then again, the theoretical maximum is 33.7, so 1% is really more like 3% if that makes any sense. Which it doesn't. The 33.7% figure comes from the Shockley-Kweiser limit, which is beyond my understanding. Suffice it to say, it involves hot electron capture, thermophotovoltaic downconversion, multiple exciton generation, black body radiation, purple stuff, and sunny D. By the early 1940s, we were rocking out at about 5% solar panel efficiency, and by 1958, we had reached 9%. At 9%, NASA's ears perked up, and they sent their first solar-powered satellite into space, the Vanguard 1. It's still up there, apparently. It's not doing anything, but it's there. It's the oldest man-made object in orbit. Yay, America. 
In the 1960s, solar really took off. In 1966, the Ogami Lighthouse on Ogami Island in Japan became the first solar-powered building in the world. Yay, er, er, boo, Japan! In 1977, with the oil crisis in full effect, President Jimmy Carter installed solar panels on the roof of the White House and promoted incentives for solar energy. In 1986, with the oil crisis over, President Reagan removed the solar panels from the White House and killed some kittens just because he could. In 2010, President Obama ordered solar panels to be put back on the roof of the White House and a solar hot water heater to be installed as well, just for good measure, and to piss off the Gipper. That brings us to today. Right now, solar power is providing 0.5% of the world's electricity. So, not great. On the plus side, we can now make solar panels that are 20% efficient. So, like, 59% efficient. In 2003, a study concluded that if we installed large-scale solar power plants in 4% of the world's deserts, it would meet all of the Earth's electricity needs. So, uh, we should get on that, no? Yeah, probably. Thing is, per usual, entrenched interests are mucking up the works. Why make a giant solar farm providing free, clean energy to the world when we can keep drilling for oil? <sighs> Hold that thought, the sun is back. Hey man, what's up? Oh, you and solar panels are going to go get coffee? No, great, I think you two really have a lot in common. No, don't worry about me, I'm just going to hang out here, you two have fun. Oh, and sun, remember, it's better to burn out than to fade away. Just uh, try not to burn out for another 5 billion years, okay? We've got a lot riding on you and solar panels hitting it off.